welcome back to Sextra, where we talk about sex and all the extras. I'm Honey. And I'm Maria. And today we're going to talk about STI. Oh, yeah. So exciting. <laughs> so glad we're here. We made it to this topic. The amount of times that I feel like we've said like, oh yeah, like we want to talk about this at some point. We want to make an episode about this at some point, to, about this specific topic. Yeah. I so many times but it's finally here yeah so we're gonna talk a little bit about each sti and mainly about my sti which is herpes in case you guys didn't know honey's second coming out yeah go watch the video i made on our instagram about it but i actually don't because we're probably gonna get more into detail in this episode but yeah we're just going to talk about our own experiences and also just a bit about like the technicalities of stis and how to avoid getting them and how to end stigma about them overall so yeah let's get into it yeah so for the segment we wanted um to kind of see where you guys were at in terms of sdis like your thoughts your Mm -hmm. experiences with them or whatever so we did a few polls to kind of gauge what was up so should we just kind of go through them Mm -hmm. okay so the first question we asked have you ever had an sti and 72.6 percent of people said no and 23.8 percent of people said yes these people are lying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you reckon? Yeah. Is it higher than, like, what's the, do you know the sort of average stat? Well, I mean, herpes alone, two and three people have it by the time they're 25. Oh, yeah, but so many people, yeah, I'm guessing, like, these people either don't know they have, like, they've ever had one. Yeah. Or, yeah, like, yeah. you know, haven't ever been tested mm, or yeah, exactly. don't know that cold sores is herpes, yeah. which is an STI. <laughs> That's okay. No judgment in this episode, no, honey. No judgment at all. I'm not. I'm just saying. We we know. It's okay. I feel like a honey's tolerance for, like, people not ha- knowing shit about STIs is just, like, she, do- she doesn't I, take I it. I don't have time for yeah. it anymore. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> Has herpes for like six months and it's just like <laughs> fed up of everyone else's bullshit, even though I didn't know anything about it before. But we'll get into it. So the next thing we asked is are you regularly tested for STIs? And fifty eight point six percent of people said yes and forty one point four percent of people said no, which is like I'm kind of no. Nah that's kind of to be expected i did expect it to be pretty balanced of like who gets tested so then like now we see the answer to our yes other question that so like for around 42 percent of people aren't getting regular tested of those of the 72 percent that said that they've never had an sti yeah so you wouldn't know know. (laughs) yeah (laughs) Okay, yeah, and then we asked, are STIs a big deal to you? And 45% of people said yes, and 55% of people said no. So the majority said no, which is quite surprising. Yeah, true. I guess 
it's it can go either one or two directions though like maybe they're not a big deal for you because you're like constantly having unsafe sex therefore they're not a big deal to you clearly yeah or also like they're not a big deal to you in like oh i'm so woke and like i know so much yeah and like the stigma don't get to me (laughs) so i don't know i don't know which one they were on you know like which one they were Mm. relating to but yeah well we can get into our own experiences (laughs) with that the next one is did you learn about stis in school guess what the answer to this one was who would have guessed (laughs) 23.9% of people said yes and 76% said no. Yeah, our education on STIs is a little bit... um, Terrible. terrible. Yeah, we talked a little bit more about it on Speak On, a podcast called Speak On. We have an episode about uh, sex ed there. Mm -hmm. But on there, yeah, we talked a little bit about how, like, at least our education was very much, like, they just showed us these, like horrible pictures of like kind of like worst case scenario like these guys you know like the ones that they put on cigarette packets like it was that but for stds and it's like makes you think that it's like a like a fantasy kind of thing like something that wouldn't happen to you like it's so horrible that it's like a horror story yeah like Mm -hmm. something that happens to like the unlucky few yeah and therefore like like mystifies sex and like stis in a really weird way when they're just like a common cold almost like you know you can almost get it like that so it's like i don't know i just think it's a little bit unrealistic and a little bit like just not really educating you because education is about like facts and truth yeah yeah and it doesn't prepare you for anything like Mm. it's ignoring the fact that stis are a massive part of sex an inevitable part of sex and that's not a reason to not have sex and also everyone's gonna have sex so we should just learn about these things to like make it more normalized Mm. but yeah obviously we will get more into this um the next question what's scarier getting someone pregnant or getting pregnant or getting an sti and 38 percent said stis and 62 percent said pregnancy that's pretty high for STIs. I mean, like, I guess it's because, like, no. people th- really. No, I've I so expected that. Like, pregnant. What are you pregnancy. more scared of? I mean, I already have an STI. Exactly. So obviously, you're more scared of pregnancy. Like, that's what I'm saying. I've, I think like four, nearly forty percent of people saying they're more scared of getting an STD than pregnant. That's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. In my true. personal opinion, because like. What? I mean, I guess you couldn't just abort it. I do remember one time, like, like I talked to um one of our friends about it. I won't name and shame because it's quite a shameful thing, actually. <laughs> we were just this was around the time, like I think you got chlamydia, and it was like the, you know, like we the were the thing at the time, the talk of the town. Um, <laughs> no, but like people were talking about STDs around that time. I, I like I remember having a few conversations mm. about it. And we were just talking about it and I was like, oh yeah, like what, would you rather get chlamydia or or get pregnant? 
the, our friend was like, oh, to be honest, like, they're kind of the same. Like, I can just, like, yeah, get, just rid get rid of it. Like, get either. rid of it. Yeah, which I guess is true, but... It is true. But I think, goodness. I mean, getting rid of chlamydia is a lot less of, like, a moral issue than... <laughs> <laughs> an abortion not that i'm like you know, you know what i mean obviously yeah. i'm pro-choice but anyway this is a massive tangent but um <laughs> yeah sorry for that but the, that was to say that i feel like people's minds genuinely do go to like oh would i rather get aids and die or get pregnant and get an abortion yeah in which case like the obvious choice <laughs> yeah. surely is the abortion but yeah this is what i mean like i feel like it's because stis are very like mm. horrified or yeah, i don't like know what the worse, word is just like worst case yeah scenario um but nowadays it's very unlikely to die of hiv you can take medication AIDS, that yeah um yeah sorry um you you can take medication that literally essentially makes you makes it like not transferable mm. or I'm not that well versed on it. I don't know whether you know more about mm. it. We do. I do really want to do an episode with, um, like to talk about specifically yeah, like yeah, HIV and all of that. Who... I think that would be really interesting. But yeah, yeah, no, it's so unlikely, especially in like the country that we live in. You can take antiretroviral medication to stop HIV from progressing into AIDS and from AIDS from progressing through different stages of AIDS. But yeah. Anyway, also skipping ahead again, but a massive reason why it's important to get tested is the longer you have an STI without knowing, the worse it's going to be for you in the long run, regardless of whether it's chlamydia or HIV. So this is why you need to get tested regularly to find out and catch things and stop them from progressing into worse things. Anyway, next question. <laughs> okay, next question do you do your best to protect against STIs? And 77.4% of people said yes, and the rest said no. Mm. Okay. Uh, well, I was fascinated by these answers. I mean, I feel like everyone would like to say that they do try their best. I no will like... openly admit to the fact that before I had herpes, I didn't try my best. Yeah, I would also admit that I definitely d- did not try my best either, but... I feel like a lot of people would be like, oh, well, yeah, I obviously try my best. Mm. Like, it just doesn't always work out that way, but I try my best. Yeah. It's like, mm, mm. do you? Mm. Sure. Can be trying harder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so hence why I asked some follow-up questions. <laughs> because I was like, uh, I just want to call some people out here. <laughs> I was just in that kind of mood. Um, so I asked, do you always use condoms or dental dams? To which 65% of people said no. <laughs> so, so everyone's really doing just their best. answers my question immediately. <laughs> I was going to say, in all fairness, like, I would answer no to that. But that doesn't mean I'm having unsafe sex. Yeah, that's true. It depends, like, if you're having regular sex with yeah one person yeah so i also asked do you use condoms or dental dams for oral sex and 9.3 percent of people said yes <laughs> yeah well i've never used a condom personally for oral sex ever in my life yeah i mean i have but only recently oh really yeah i didn't know that 
we can get into it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into the details, guys. Don't worry. Um. Okay. W- well, straight up, also asked, have you ever had unprotected sex? Ninety six point two percent of people said yes. So, doing their best. Aren't doing you? their. You're best. doing your best, aren't you? I mean, obviously, we are joking. Like we know stuff yeah, I mean, we are, in the moment. Also, we, are, we are in that category. Yeah. Like all this judgment is coming like to myself too. Like, yeah, it's really fully, not actual judgment. Yeah. Fully, but it's just kind of funny <laughs> that we we all said we were doing our best, but in reality, we all know we're not. Um, and then I was like wondering if people are protected for safe if they're prepared for safe sex as in do they like carry protection with them and it was like pretty 50-50 on this one which again I feel like there's a whole thing as well that guys should have condoms at all times and girls never really have them so what do you have opinions on that? No, oh. not really. I mean, I never, I literally only bought condoms like for maybe the first time the other day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I've just That's always used freeze, freeze ones. Free ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 50 50. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. And then, do you always bring up protection before sex? And 63% of people said that they do. Yeah. So, like, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty surprising to me. Like, I, I would think that it was lower. Yeah, same. <laughs> have you? Do you? In your, obviously not with your boyfriend, but have you ever? <laughs> in your life? Um... Have you ever said the word condom <laughs> to someone <laughs> during sex? <laughs> actually no i actually never have ever i've never talked about protection before having sex with someone except like the the, so the time after i lost my virginity like my straight virginity i like told the guy i was like oh don't you think we should have used a condom Mm. and then he was like yeah and then the next time we used a condom but then like the time after that we didn't and the time after that we didn't and we kind of just never did again yeah. or maybe we did a couple times but and that i feel I, I genuinely think that's the only time and then when like um my boyfriend's really quite on it with these sorts of things like mm. he's not he's not about to just pull out or anything like he's not gonna yeah risk it at all so one time i lost my pill and like we used condoms then but that's like the only time i've ever had a conversation like but it's more from like a pregnancy perspective. Yeah, no, and yeah, the, the boyfriend one, and and then like the other times it, yeah, I guess it was a pregnancy. Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Did you bring it up like before at all, like before the whole herpes thing? Yeah. Were you in the habit of bringing it up before? If it was like just a random part, not a random person, but if it was like a casual partner then yeah but if it was a regular partner we never really use condoms fair enough but as in not like, but like a boyfriend, would you bring it up not like a boyfriend uh yeah a couple of times not every time if they didn't bring it up i probably would have said something but i'd usually wait for the other person to bring it up yeah fair enough last one do you ask your partners about their sti or testing history and 61 percent said yes and 39 percent said no 
again. I'm pretty kinda. surprised about that. Oh, really? Yeah, because as in, like, I'm not surprised if it's, like, someone that you're seeing, like, regularly and stuff. And, like, you're, you're like, telling each other shit about your lives. Mm. But if it was, like a, like, a one-night stand or, like, a stranger, I've never done that ever in my life. Like, have I talked to someone about being tested? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't offer up that information, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, a stranger. I, I mean, but I probably would have used a condom with yeah. a stranger instead of just talking to them about it. So, yeah. But I mean, anyway, let's get into the main episode. Let's talk about our experience with STIs and... I don't know. I mean, we've both had chlamydia, as we have stated previously, I'm very sure. And I feel like neither of us really let that affect how we went on with our lives from then on. Yeah. So, thoughts, feelings. Thoughts, feelings. Around getting chlamydia, how you felt at the time, all of that. All the stuff. Well, I kind of was like, oh shit, like, this actually happened to me. Like, I did not, I was quite surprised, like, genuinely quite shocked, which I don't really understand why, but I didn't, I don't know, I wasn't, I wasn't really, like, that embarrassed. Like, I don't really remember feeling any, like, bad feelings. Mm. Even, I don't even remember being, like, that scared about having to tell the people, like, Mm. I don't remember caring that much. Like, I do remember it being like, oh, God, that's so awkward. Like, it was awkward, but it it wasn't even, like, that extreme. Like, I remember being quite, like, careless about it. And I think, like, my whole approach to it was really careless. Like, not even just the way I felt about it, but, like, then what I did after and, like, how I just got it three times in a row because I just wasn't... Like, in my head, I I literally couldn't care less, Mm -hmm. like, essentially. And I don't know, I guess, like it's good that I felt that way because at least I didn't feel like all this shame and like Mm. all of this taintedness and like wow I can never have sex again or whatever but like I don't know looking back I do feel like I should have taken it a little bit more seriously and been like yeah right like I probably shouldn't be like messing about and like doing this because like yeah even though I can just get rid of it really easily Mm. and I think because like my friends had had it I felt like a lot better like I think if I would have been the first one like so yeah maybe you should have told your experience first but I think if I would have been the first one like it would have freaked me out a bit more but I think because also like the whole vibe like everyone else's like all of our other friends and your approach or whatever was like quite chill about it like I that's how it made me feel so Mm. chill I think yeah it always helps to like have other people experience the same thing because then it's like you don't feel like a freak and yeah. you're not like alone yeah, in your yeah, experience. Yeah. But yeah, I, I cried when I found out I had chlamydia. I remember so clearly where I was standing, the text, like <laughs> reading the text and being like, oh no. <laughs> and I thought I had, I had gonorrhea for ages. Which I thought was worse, but they're kind of exactly the same thing. Um, it just sounds worse, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh no. And then I was like, oh, I have chlamydia. Oh, okay. But I mean, I still cried. And then when I went to the clinic and they told me I could just like take 
antibiotics i was like oh okay like who cares that literally who cares and then after that like while i was taking the medicine i think i just thought it was quite funny (laughs) (laughs) yeah i remember i thought it was quite funny when i had it like especially because i got it three times like i just thought that was pretty funny i was like god i remember being so mad at you because you just didn't care and you were just like (laughs) yeah like oh I don't know. And then you guys found out that you could be infertile if you have it for more than three months and then you were freaking out. And I was like, oh, now you care. Okay. <laughs> no, but yeah, another reason, you kind of already said it, but mm. get tested regularly. Because if you do have chlamydia for like three months or longer undetected, it could like start fucking with your infertility. Mm-hmm. So you don't want that. You can get pelvic inflammatory disease as well and you also really don't yeah. want that. Maybe we should give just like a little treatment kind of brief of oh, chlamydia yeah. just in case. Like, okay. Yeah. Just in- information, you know, for people yeah. to have. In the UK, they give two main ones. It's three pills and it's, you take one that's like the uh, one milligram in the first day and then one that's 500 milligrams second day and 500 milligrams third day mm. and then on that one you basically take the treatment and then you can't have sex for another seven days after that mm. and then for the other one you take a pill every single day for seven days yeah i have that one. um and then after that you can you can't have sex while you're taking the treatment but after that you can oh they told me to like still wait a week i mean i wasn't sleeping with anyone anyway so i was like whatever I think it's best to wait like at least 10 days with yeah. either one just so it doesn't um transfer. Yeah, especially if you're having sex with someone like you're going to just pass it back yeah. and forwards, which has happened to people that we know. So <laughs> it's just a bit of a pain. Yeah. Um, but it's quite simple and like you just go to a clinic, you literally do a little... Uh, they have a lot in a lot of like student health services or like a lot of clinics they have like self-swabbing kits mm-hmm. and it's basically like a covid test for your vagina yeah. and you put it <laughs> you literally just swab up your vag i don't know what it's like for the penis do you just swab up like the pee hole or something yeah with some they put it inside and then with others you do a pee test oh yeah 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 or you can do a oral swab but i mean oh yeah and you can get throat chlamydia a lot of people don't know that and anal i had chlamydia. throat vag and <laughs> anal so the holy trinity <laughs> that's like mm. so good yeah anyway um and just to prove that it's not sluts that get stds you don't have to be a hoe like me like shagging two guys in one night to get it it was like the second guy you'd ever slept yeah. with and you got all three chlamydias. So. Yeah, all three chlamydias. <laughs> yeah, no, it was fucked up. But, I mean, literally, who cares? Now, it's now. Like, it, it can ha- it, this is the thing, like, so many people associate STDs with, like, slutty people and people that yeah. sleep around and shit. But it's like, it can happen to you if you have sex one time. Yeah, literally. One, one time. time and it can happen to you. Yeah. So, you can get herpes without even having sex. Yeah exactly that's just ridiculous but yeah anyway should we maybe talk about like actually going to a clinic and what that's like and then i can talk about how i found out i have herpes Mm -hmm. through that yeah so i feel like a lot of people are really scared of going to clinics which i'm so desensitized to it now that like Mm. i don't really care but i do get that it is kind of a scary 
experience because you have to go and like literally tell them your whole sexual history and like what things you did in particular and it's a stranger and I don't know like if you have a weird relationship with health health professionals which a lot of people do then yeah it's it's definitely a weird experience but I'm like I love sexual health professionals so much they're always so much more helpful than any other doctor they're so kind and they're always like really open-minded as well because the, the amount of stuff that they hear and the mm. amount of fucking genitals that they look at every single day they just do not care um I don't know what like, yeah do you agree I also feel yeah I agree and I feel like they they always like divulge so much information when you go there I feel like there's almost so conscious that people's like base of sexual health knowledge is so low that yeah. like they just want to get get it all in your head like before yeah. you walk out the door or something but yeah no I've had like really good experiences like they've always been really really nice really helpful like genuinely seem like they want to like help me solve my problem like yeah. even recently I went with a problem that like I wasn't sure whether it was like sexual health related mm. but they were like really trying to help me to like come to my answer even though it wasn't even their like thing you know I think like they are aware that people's sexual health like education is very low so they they are trying to do the best that they can with like the very like small tools people have been already given yeah and like their limited funding (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I feel like I can always ask them such stupid questions Mm. or like something that I think is a stupid question and they won't even bat an eyelid they really Mm. do not care at all so yeah just for anyone who's like worried I mean obviously we're very lucky in the UK compared to other places even compared to fucking America I mean America's like a fucking third world country but (laughs) yeah we're so lucky in the UK and we have the NHS so that makes things so much better but I don't I can't speak for what it's like in other places to be honest but just for our UK people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, speaking of sexual health professionals, I didn't find out from a sexual health professional that I have herpes. And then I went home. I literally cried all the way home, (laughs) (laughs) of which I never cry. I mean, I never cry and I never cry in public. (laughs) But I just had to wait for a week to find out. And they said they'd call me, but obviously they didn't call me to tell me. So after like a week, I was like, do I? I Yeah, because imagine that week you're like, hanging on for literally all I was thinking about I was trying to manifest that I didn't have herpes I was like when I wake up I'm not gonna have herpes (laughs) and I was like oh maybe it's just like a friction burn from like my vibrator or something and (laughs) literally all of my friends were being like no I'm sure you don't but I was kind of just like I know that I do you know anyway then I had a another doctor's appointment with about something else and she was like at the end of the call she was like oh by the way your test came back positive and all she said was you should use condoms when you have sex and I was just oh yeah that was dodge the like that whole you finding out yeah about herpes like everything was just really like they just weren't giving you information and like not really telling you what you had to hear like yeah I thought that was really bad I really had to like dig for information and it was it was literally not until I went to an actual sexual health clinic Mm -hmm. that they told me stuff and I could they have sexual health advisors in the UK who are actual angels and they even though like by this point because it was quite late on I already knew a lot of what I needed to know because I researched that shit like day (laughs) and night and 
have have it seem like it was a normal thing and they knew it was a normal thing because even though like I could talk to you guys about it and you're like oh we know it's like a nor like everyone has herpes it was like I don't know you don't know anyone else with herpes so you don't know I don't know it was and it was so shit as well because I remember being like oh I have to like pretend like everything's fine because otherwise like how can I have a sex and relationships podcast (laughs) but obviously I was like so not okay it was so rough Um, well it's like life-changing information about your mm. health like yeah I feel like it's not to take away from the whole message of like we want to remove the stigma and like really it isn't that big of a deal but like it's still your health it's still something that you're gonna live with every day it's still something that like every time you have sex with someone like you will think think about about, like yeah so yeah and I kind of just thought that like firstly I wasn't gonna have sex again like ever (laughs) (laughs) and secondly even though I'm like I was like oh I know that loads of people have it and it's like not really a big deal or whatever I still had like internalized shame about it Mm. because of the stigma that like you hear about herpes and I feel like so many people have that as well so yeah but anyway also just a bit of background on like treating herpes again uh you can take antiviral medication when you're having outbreaks or like when you start getting symptoms so that can help lessen the symptoms and like make you less infectious to other people and now I'm taking daily antiviral medication because I was having loads of outbreaks but yeah but with herpes you don't like it's not like you constantly have like Mm. sores on your vagina or like on your around your mouth or wherever it is it's like you have little outbreaks where it comes out and mm-hmm. like most people do they have like one or two a year or like how yeah like one or two a year but in your first year it takes a while for your body to produce antibodies to fight the virus so you're more likely to have more frequent outbreaks but yeah and also it's kind of crazy this is literally how I talked myself down from how from being like this is a massive deal it's firstly like finding out how many people have herpes which mm. is 70 percent by the age of 25 which is insane like you'll have one kind of herpes and that can be genital or oral but they're both like a sexually transmitted disease technically and also there's like eight kinds of herpes one of them is chickenpox oh wow which like everyone has chickenpox and because chickenpox is so common your parents are like well get chickenpox so you don't have to get it again you know what I mean but it's like for herpes like gentle herpes it's completely different it's like oh no 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 don't get that just because you get it through sex but I was like encouraged to like rub my skin against my friend's skin when I was younger to get Mm. chickenpox but it's like, why is it such a different standard for genital herpes? It's crazy. And another one is glandular fever. I already had glandular <laughs> fever. I've had like half the kinds of herpes <laughs> there are. <laughs> so proud of myself. Collect them all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so close. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that was just kind of wild to me, like the different standards. And yeah, well, let's talk a bit about sex sex with with herpes and just like stigma (laughs) overall let's Mm. like move on to that side of the conversation because yeah it's stis are just literally an infection like any other infection and it's 
part of like a broader issue of stigma around sex in general and anything related to sex that STIs are such a big deal because even though chicken pox and herpes are like essentially very similar things Mm. as I said because one's associated with sex and one isn't it's like a completely different thing I also think it's quite interesting because I think like health is something that people find quite like don't talk a lot about or like mm. unhealth I guess yeah um I don't know if, unless sickness. you're me um <laughs> yeah and it's like all I talk about um but it's in like openly and I think then like it being a like having a sexual component as well it's mm. like there's that extra level of shame of like you're unhealthy and it's in a sexual way so yeah. like you're extra dirty and extra tainted and some kind of way so i like i do understand like why a lot of people like Mm -hmm. don't it's not very open and it is like still quite a taboo thing but yeah i do i think the quicker you can just start looking at it like it is just an infection like a cold like that is just inevitable no matter how much like safeguarding you do around this how clean you are like and one of the health advisors that i saw about herpes actually was telling me the amount of men want to call out men um <laughs> of course we never do yeah, that never do podcast. that um <laughs> that go to the sexual health clinic for something like chlamydia they get their swab done and the doctor's like oh you know you have like a sore on the inside of your penis like your urethra that's herpes and they just have no idea i think it's like a similar thing about how you're mm. saying with health is people are so especially men are like so stubborn about their health whereas when i think about women i'm like as soon as there's something wrong with their health they're like oh i need to get this sorted versus like all the men in my in my life that i know obviously i'm just speaking from personal experience they're like they they will delay going to get it checked out as long as they possibly can which is again like why we should be getting tested because these men they don't know they don't know what they don't even know what it is they don't understand and they wouldn't even think to go get it checked out so yeah so uh, like in terms of the practicality of it like actually navigating Mm. the sex world or whatever Mm. now um with your diagnosis okay what's like the toughest part do you think about having it is it like the stigma or like the thought of like what you know like how people react or Mm. is it more like the actual physically like sometimes it just sucks or like is it a mix of both like can you tell us a bit more about the experience the experience at the start it was very much like how people are going to perceive me because I was like I'm literally never going to have sex again what am I going to do how am I going to keep doing Mm. this podcast and like even without the podcast I feel like sex is just like a massive part of my identity and like I love like I love having sex so I was like that's a really sad thing to think about and now it's definitely the physical side of it that's the worst part because it's just like I've kind of accepted that I can't control how other people perceive me and that's why I'm kind of just like I can't I don't have time for people who aren't educated because like that's their problem it's not Mm. my problem versus the health thing is like very much my problem and I want to be able to control it and like understand it more yeah also because i'm as you know i'm such a hypochondriac so (laughs) it's a a kind of a pain um 
like literally and <laughs> um, metaphorically. And that's the biggest thing is like the other day I had sex with the guy again guys don't know things so <laughs> and he was fingering me not to be too graphic i've already talked to my mom about this so that's like all that really matters <laughs> but it was like just too intense and like too much friction and friction is one of the biggest things that can cause an outbreak and i literally all i could think during sex was i'm gonna have an outbreak after this and then mm. i did and it was just so annoying to have to deal with that and I also got rejected the other day for having herpes while we were making out and like about to have sex and I just didn't care at all I was so proud of myself (laughs) because I was like I mean it just shows me that you like not not that like it's all your fault that you don't know stuff because I also didn't really know anything about herpes before I got it clearly that's how I got it (laughs) in the first place but like it's just not like not a good arrangement for me anymore so it's like almost you know a a nice little filter Mm. in your days in life yeah it actually is and all the people that i've talked to that are like okay with me having herpes or know a bit there's like different levels to it (laughs) the people who know about it the people that are like okay with me having herpes and they just want to ask questions or whatever. They want to have a conversation about it. They're good at having sex. But the people who know a bit about herpes already, <laughs> they're amazing at having sex. Which just proves that this is part of every... Like, this should be an essential part of sex education. Because it all comes mm. together. Like, it's not just about learning STIs and being like, oh, this is what you take for herpes if you get herpes and this is what you take for mm. HIV and chlamydia. Like, these are all the medications. It's like, how can we understand that STIs and pregnancy and all of these things? Yeah, they, it, it just comes along with sex. Mm. You can't have sex without thinking about these things. And if you are having sex without thinking about these things, then... I don't think that's like an empathetic way to go about having sex, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the people that I have sex with now, even though it's not like necessarily 100% this way with every single person, mm. they have to have an understanding of like what I am bringing to the table and like what I'm experiencing to be okay with me having herpes. And we have to have that conversation before of like, well, we have to use a condom and this is like the risk. Like they have to understand there is a bit of a risk even if we use condoms. They have to be willing to take that risk. That risk, even though now <laughs> I'm on medication, it's basically 0%. But yeah, so it's just yeah empathy from both sides. Yeah, no, that, that does, like that makes a lot of sense. And that's quite a nice sort of, silver lining i Mm. guess and yeah it also goes the other way like i can't be angry at people for not knowing about stis it's just like okay well that just means we're like not a good fit it's like okay whatever yeah yeah it's not a problem yeah it's not against those people it's just maybe they're just not the people for you yeah exactly Exactly. oh yeah have you ever thought you know how you said like that guy that was like rubbing your vagina quite quite vigorously and you were like oh it's gonna this is gonna give me an outbreak like have you ever thought about um or like has anyone even asked like you know when you disclose and like Mm. you tell you are like oh if you want to ask any questions like feel free has anyone ever asked or have you ever said like 
oh like friction kind of makes it worse so like mm. maybe if we do this like a little bit more of this rather than this it would be better or like yeah no i said to i mean i i did say to that guy like i can't like my vagina can't take any more because the friction is really not good mm. and i kept being like oh can we use lube can we use lube because i bought lube for the first time nice. yeah and yeah i think he just didn't really get it but that's fine whatever and then yeah with other people i've said like oh this would be better yeah i think it's kind of like made me have to yeah, that's, fulfill that's my good. goal of communication be like oh do you mind if i do this and it, having to be like confident when i say to someone i have herpes like in the middle of a sexual situation i feel like anything after that is like <laughs> fine yeah you, know? you feel like i can do anything yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah it is pretty cool so yeah and i feel like i'm just at a good place with that now yeah for sure so yeah but it was definitely I'm proud a, of you girl thanks baby it was definitely a roller coaster <laughs> <laughs> it was just not okay for no, a but while you you like are so i feel like you got over it so quick like mm. i feel like it would have if it would have been me or i don't know well i, I don't mm. know what i would have been like in that situation but like honestly i feel like <laughs> you've dealt with it very well mm. i can't fault you really i still haven't met anyone else who has herpes or knows they have it yeah, that's weird. Apart from my ex. Yeah, the amount of people that just don't, that must just not know. Yeah, so 70% of people by the time they're 25 have it. But of all the people that have one strain of herpes, two in three people don't know that they have it. Oh my God. Yeah. We're literally walking around a herpes um, incubator. But this is everyone. But as in, that's it. what I mean. As in, like, <laughs> it's not even a thing because, yeah. like, ever like once the thing is the majority, then like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's it's so inescapable yeah. that I don't know. And that is like one perspective that I've seen on, like, on the herpes Reddit thread, for example, pe- people being like, "Oh, I'm kind of glad I have it because, like, now I can't get it again." You know, like, <laughs> and there's this yeah. whole push to get a vaccine for herpes, but people are like, literally, what is the point? Because what if you just get it again you know because not everyone's mm. gonna get the vaccine so it's still gonna be passing around like yeah so yeah i mean but anyway enough about herpes <laughs> i feel <laughs> i don't know should we just talk about like sex education and like how we think it should be taught instead yeah i was gonna ask like my my ending question was like how do you think like we can realistically be safer about sex mm. and like have safer sex and yeah know more about stis and stuff so i guess um goes a little bit yeah hand in hand it is one of those things that you do kind of just have to live it because obviously we lived it we mm. got chlamydia and we didn't really care and that's fine but there is like another level of education that needs to happen in terms of like the emotional effects of it rather than just like scaring people into thinking that everything is the worst case to the extent that they're like in denial about the fact that they're they could get it yeah and also it should just be more centered on like get tested rather than don't get an sti yeah 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 Yeah, no i i can agree more yeah like get tested rather than STIs are bad and like avoid them at all costs and just yeah. promote like just being safer rather than like 
if you have sex, this is what will happen. You yeah. Know? It's like, if you do get an STI, like, don't worry, nothing bad will happen. Like, this is what you can do. Mm. I think um, teaching how to, like, talk about, like, communicate yeah. about protection yeah. and just pregnancy, everything to do with sex would be good because, I mean, it, that would come along with consent education. Mm. But also just, like, how do you bring up those things with someone especially when you're young it's kind of scary yeah because you don't want to seem like uncool yeah and i was genuinely just thinking like why like what could i have told myself like at that age Mm. that i know because like now i would never have done that yeah but it's like how can you tell 18 year old maria in a way that she will like listen and hear you and I, i do feel like when you are younger and like going into the world of sex like just around like the last like teenage years of schools or of school or whatever i feel like the cool thing to do is to not care and like to be irresponsible and like you kind of have to act like you're so nonchalant about everything so i don't know whether like you can just like make that go away but i think just remember that like sexual health is still your health and like you should still like you should always put your health first Mm -hmm. um but i mean that's still kind of useless advice because i just hear that and be like shut up yeah (laughs) even though you it's not the end of the world if you get an sti just like yeah try not to (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you can get um there's you can get condom cards yeah um can you explain that a bit yeah so there's this thing in the uk called c cards which you can get the card from like various pharmacies you just type it into google and there's like a website and you can put your postcode in and you can get free condoms up until you're 25 or something which is really good and i feel like more people should know about Mm. but also a lot of people do say that free condoms are really shit which is like yeah, but I mean, free condoms are better than no condoms at the end of the day. Yeah. So, yeah, but just at least be prepared. And also, because you don't want to be spending loads of money on condoms when you're younger. Like, that's just yeah. a fucking pain. Or you can get free condoms from the clinic. Yeah, from the clinic. But there is still, like, yeah, the shit free, free condoms. condoms. <laughs> um, yeah. They still do the job yeah. that needs to be done at the end of the I day. I think, like... If it's a stranger, be safe. Get tested regularly. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, then if you do have something, then at least, you know. Yeah, exactly. If you're, I think if you're getting tested regularly, like, that's a good place to start, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's the best place And, oh, we actually, we said we were going to talk about, like, the whole, like, going to the clinic process. And I feel like yeah, we yeah. kind of didn't. But I did want to say, like, a lot of them like it's just walk in mm. and then a lot of them like you do have to make an appointment so literally just google like sex clinic near me or mm. like something like that and then the nearest ones will come up in a list and then if you click on that with that website you can see whether you have to book or you can mm. walk in like it's yeah, really yeah, not yeah. it's really not as hard as like it seems like you honestly just have to turn up somewhere mm. and like people will basically direct you on where to go. Yeah, like, or you order be fine. an at-home STI kit. There are so True. many. SH24, do one. Um, that's student health. 24. Yeah, true. If you don't want to, like, 
go somewhere. Yeah. And loads of student health services do them as well. Mm. And we used to go, like, all our friends used to go to the clinic together, which, looking back on it, is, like, <laughs> quite a strange thing that we did. We're so quirky like that. But, like... <laughs> I feel like that was a good way to do it. We just all went together. And yeah. Like, then you don't have to sit around the whole time feeling like out of place or anxious mm. or whatever. You're just like with your friends and it's like, we all have <laughs> sex. We're all here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What, this one time in Bristol, sorry, this is kind of unrelated, but no, this one time in Bristol, my friend and I were like, we should go find a clinic because I thought I had like chlamydia or something. And the this is another thing as well is outside of london sexual health clinics are so hard to find and also they take way longer to give you your results back i think we just really took that for granted in london we didn't even realize so yeah we're like looking for this sexual health clinic in bristol and like the center and we just ended up in a church (laughs) and it was like the most ironic thing that's ever (laughs) happened and we're just walking around this church and this guy comes out and he was like are you okay and we were like oh we're definitely not in the right place (laughs) we're like this is divine intervention into my (laughs) sex life (laughs) You dirty whore. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Honey made like so many posts about STDs, like so many specifically about herpes. And like, because when, you know, like how she said when she found out, like no one really told her any information. So Mm. she basically just had to find this all on her own. Yeah. So she has done it. So if any of you get a herpes diagnosis you know where to go and you don't have to do all that research yeah but i did it on like all the sti then you can see the treatment process and like the symptoms also i feel like we haven't mentioned this but there are so many stis that are symptomless and again why it's really important to get tested don't just think that like because you don't have any symptoms you're fine yeah no that uh very important thing that i feel like we should have mentioned (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's true i feel like a lot of people just never get tested because just don't think it's gonna happen they don't feel any type of way but yeah nothing necessarily has to be like bubbling up or like Mm -hmm. smoking out of your badge or something (laughs) is that all we all you have to say hun yeah i mean i have so much more to say (laughs) But honestly, if anyone wants to like talk to me about herpes, the amount of stuff that I have read, the amount of research that I have done, I will just have a conversation with you about it. Or if you just want to talk about anything in general, sexual health related, I'm obviously not a professional. (laughs) However, every time I go to the clinic, I'm like, I know everything you're about to tell me. So maybe I am. (laughs) But yeah, we should just like all talk about you it you don't even need More. to look, look for a sex clinic you've got honey <laughs> i'll inspect your <laughs> vagina fee no i'm joking don't send me pictures of no your but vagina. we should we should start like a like a vagina support group almost or like mm. a sex support group in which we just ask like sexual health questions and all help each other out yeah you know? genuinely i reckon the amount of stuff that we've all learned collectively would just be like mm. great and this is why we should just talk to our friends about it and i keep just disclosing to random people that i meet like 
friends to like see how they're gonna react and just see if we can have a conversation about it and usually it's just like really chill and they're like oh yeah I had chlamydia once or like oh what's that like you know Mm. so yeah just normalize STIs normalize sex that's what the whole (laughs) podcast is about (laughs) but yeah thank you guys for listening as always and don't forget to subscribe don't forget you can now watch us on youtube in our lovely studio that is causing us so much stress (laughs) and follow us on social media at sextras podcast and leave us a review (laughs) and yeah we'll see you next week Bye. bye You've been listening to Sextras, presented by Honey Jane Wyatt and Maria Jose Hayodatiyi, produced by Mabel Productions. Sex.